Welcome to On the Road to No Place Left. My name is Feeney, and I'll be driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. As I've been building this podcast, I sometimes feel guilty for the stories I get to hear firsthand. I knew I wanted an episode about how to share your testimony in 15 seconds, but when I reached out to fellow laborers for a story of how God used a 15-second testimony, Lucas Teese, our guest today, sent this story. And it's a good one. It actually starts like a bad joke. An alcoholic walks into a bar. I'm amazed at how God can use simple tools to help us sow the seed of the gospel. This is the first episode that covers a field two question in the four fields framework. A 15-second testimony is one way to answer that question, how do I share the gospel? Let's jump in. But thank you so much for joining me to do this. Yeah, dude. I'm excited to share what God's doing and connect with you and others. Maybe, Lucas, just tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and you and Allie and what you're doing right now, and then we'll jump into some of those other questions. But I'd love to just kind of hear where you guys are at and what you're up to. Sure. So Allie and I got married just about a year ago, um, and it was we actually met at a training so there was a training that brought us together and um both of us were doing no place left stuff and i was in dallas she was in houston and um so we were doing npl stuff in different cities and i met at a training so it was love is first sight so um since that time you know we were running strategy in dallas and um and god was doing amazing things in dallas a lot of legacy church partnerships and um, churches in the harvest too so um great stories there but but we just felt god leading us to athens greece and so about uh like three weeks ago now we moved to athens greece and um just been getting settled here and it's amazing it's obviously beautiful like outwardly um but then there is a lot of inward uh, depravity we can already see just in terms of the culture here it's just such strong you know orthodox and uh all these yeah just rituals and uh traditions that um people you know i I met people in the church already that they didn't even believe in god but they go to church every week so anyway so that's kind of the atmosphere in athens and um as well you got that as well as the the refugee situation so you know this year about nine thousand refugees came uh, or or have come into greece already and so um they're still pouring in every day they're pouring in from you know afghanistan from syria from iraq iran so um, so it's an exciting thing to be a part of, and we're just excited that, uh, that God led us here. What's been the best part of your week so far? We've been getting a lot of language uh, and culture transitioning, um, and we've been learning a lot. But I think the best part of my week, my week was uh, hanging out with this guy named Nikos. He's a, uh, an Albanian living here in, Greek and, in Greece, and uh, he is uh, pretty receptive. We met him at a donut shop. and. Um, just started to share our story, God's story with him, and he uh, was in a pretty prime spot to, to repent and believe. And so got to meet up with Nikos this week, and uh, he's just really hungry for the Word. So it was just an encouraging time to hang out with a new believer who's really hungry, and so that was probably the best part of my week. I uh, was putting out, as I'm trying to put this podcast together, looking for uh, different people to talk about different kind of skills or tools that we use in the, the Four Fields framework, and uh, you just shout out a I read the text version of an awesome story regarding what we call a 15 second testimony uh, which we'll maybe get into that and obviously link to what that is but I would just love to start with man tell us that story yeah sure so 
the point of the 15 second testimony is that um, a lot of people aren't going to pay you uh, the, the, the time to, to hear your whole testimony. And so um, the attention span is short, especially in the States and people are moving. So the idea is you just you're picking two words that really described your life before Christ, picking two kind of transitional words that are uh, transformative and powerful. And then you're picking two words on the end that describe how um, how you change. So just as an example, you know, I would say there was a time in my life where I was a drunk and, and angry. And now I have heard a message about Jesus. He um, forgave me and I, I um, began to follow him. And now I have so much peace in my life and a real purpose. And I would usually just ask, you know, do you have a story like that? Or has, has anything like that ever happened to you? And so um that's you know that's a 15 second testimony it's just a quick way to relate with someone um and that's the point is you're trying to relate with them uh, where they're at and, and show them that there's um transformation that can happen uh, kind of in a quick way where uh where were you when this this story you told me uh took place so i was working in dallas texas at a, at a bar i was a bartender and a manager at a restaurant and uh you know the typical people that come into a bar are not there for you know Bible study, <laughs> and so I uh, this lady sits down and I was just you know asking her if she wants something to drink no nope. so she sat there and she sat there a little longer and I'm you know doing other stuff you know not ordering anything I said hey, you know you doing all right and uh, she said yeah I was like you know you don't you don't drink anything you know you don't want to drink she's like no I'm actually uh, I'm actually uh, trying to quit and I said oh yeah well I said you know a bar is a funny place to come or something like that. <laughs> And then uh, she said, yeah, I'm, I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous right now, actually. So she was already being really transparent. Um, she told me she was you know, in recovery. And, and I said, man, uh, I won't use her name, but let's say Anna. Man, Anna, that, um, that's awesome that you're in recovery. You know, there was a time in my life, Anna, where, where I used to drink alcohol a lot. And I was really depressed because of it. And, but someone shared with me a message about Jesus. And um, I began to follow him. And now I have so much peace and, and a real purpose. And I was like, is that something that you're you know, kind of working on or where do you feel like you're at, you know, in your story? And that was the 15 second testimony. Wow. Um, and, you know, just quick and it, it related to where she was at and it showed her there was, you know, transformation that could happen. And so she was pretty hooked and she said, you know what? I uh, said, so you, you know, you know, I'm, I'm still battling this addiction and I'm not really see, you know, having that victory yet and that transformation. So, um, so she just started to, um, share about that and I said well let me let me share with you a story uh, the picture that, that changed my life and so I, I drew out the three circles and um, did a little gospel presentation and um, and she was genuinely she was hooked like it was an incredible time where she was just making eye contact and like she needed this transformation and actually the crazy thing is um, you know, it, it, in the three circles, we're asking people to believe and surrender in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I walked her through. I said, you know, you do feel like you're in this broken circle? She said, yes. And I said, well, would you want to surrender today? And she was like speechless. And I was like, maybe she's just thinking, but she didn't talk for a while. And then she huh. kind of started to tear, tear up. And she said, today in our Alcoholics Anonymous class, they they talked about surrender and you know in, in AA they do like a surrender to a higher power right so they're yeah. not talking about they're not talking about Jesus at all but she said I don't want to surrender to some random higher power and she didn't she didn't surrender um, and so she walked out of the class and said I'm not doing that and that's when she came to the bar wow and then she meets me who shares you know the story and and I share about surrendering to the God that loves you and the God that cares for you and who who you can trust to surrender to him 
Wow. Um, and I mean, yeah, she was just like, she was just crying, dude. And it was uh, an amazing time where she heard the gospel, she repented and she prayed right there to receive Jesus. And she said she was, she said she surrendered her life right there um, at that bar. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's awesome. A few things that just really stand out to me as you're sharing that. Somebody I interviewed, and it'll be on an earlier, uh, it was an earlier episode than this. Across the world, as a missions organization, wants to send people from all walks of life to, to do ministry. Uh, they really are targeting those closed countries. But just that picture of wherever you're at, I think most people would think, well, a bartender is not a job you can see as a ministry. And I love that you just threw that on the wall and said, nope, definitely. Like in the moment there, you can, <laughs> you can bring the bring the gospel and the truth there. And then the other side is you, you share that story and it's obvious God's already working in her life. Like she already felt um, convicted. She knew she needed to clean up this specific uh, alcohol addiction, but obviously God brought you guys cross paths, but then that simple tool that you already had in your tool belt was what moved that conversation to where it needed to go. Yeah, that's right. um, I think if I if that had been me even three years ago, I would have been like, oh man, well, I'm really sorry to hear that or glad to know you're getting cleaned up. And that would have been the end of the conversation. <laughs> right. So I love yeah. that. It's just a simple tool and you uh, can, yeah, see so God do that. Wow. Yeah, man, it's transformative. It's a compact way to, um, to explain the power of the gospel um, in your life. And did you and Allie have any opportunity to follow up with her? Um, just oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, man, definitely. So Anna, I'll keep using Anna as her name. She yeah. would keep coming to the restaurant. I mean, I got her number that day and I connected her with some females. Um, and she started going to a Bible study right after that and actually started to attend the church as well. And yeah, man, I would text her and she would text me. Truly, she was not the same after that meeting. I mean, she would text me and say that, you know, Lucas, my life is different. And I just want to let you know that it happened that day. Wow. So she had me amazing. That's um, awesome you know, power of the Holy Spirit to, uh, to transform someone in the day. And I think it's important for us to remember that there's always that potential. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of times life seems mundane and we don't think that can, that can happen, but, but yeah, man, total life change. And um, still to this day, she'll text me and tell me how good she's doing. So, I mean, we talked about some of what's great about it. It's, it's can be short. It's obviously really powerful to tell your own story. Is there anything else about the 15 second testimony that you really like, or you really found is, uh, why it's just such a good tool. Yeah, I mean, you know, really, as I started using it, Peter, I, I was like, it became, you know, this like, almost this introduction, you know, the, the, when you just say, hey, how you doing good? You know, it's like the secondhand thing, I'd be at the register. And it would just like splurt out of my mouth. And I didn't even mean it for it to, right? Right. But I had just said it so many times, there's a time in my life, there's a time in my life, you know, how can I pray for you? And right. so it um, really became second nature. So the ease of it, I think, and then the ability to relate, you know, I can, I can share my past is, has some um, alcohol use in it, um, a decent amount, <laughs> but, and, but it also has, you know, broken relationships in it. And so I can share, there was a time in my life, I went through a breakup. There was a time in my life that I was angry. There was a time in my life where I was, you know, unsure about God, you know, an atheist, agnostic. And so, so yeah, man, you can just relate and, you know, stay truthful, but you can relate to so many different people. And if you're listening, you want to try to do this, you can just grab a piece of paper, even as we're talking, but Lucas, do you just kind of want to talk us through if somebody wanted to create their own 15 second testimony? Do you want to talk that through? Yeah, for sure. So uh, when you're making your 15 second testimony, um, I would just think of, you know, there was a time in my life 
and then write two blanks, you know, blank, blank. What, what were you? Were you depressed? Were you um, anxious? You know, um, it doesn't even have to be um, before you were saved, right? But a time that Jesus delivered you from anxiety or from, you know, fears, whatever it would be. Because um, a lot of people were, you know, raised in the church, whatever. So there's a time in your life, blank, blank. And then I'll jump in quick. I mean, I always share, I, I've been blessed to have not had too many <laughs> going through a lot of brokenness. Um, which has been awesome that, that God's protected me from that. But I, I, the two words I always use where I was selfish and proud, because uh, even in being a good kid, basically been involved in church all my life, there was a time in my life where it was just all about me. It was all about what I could do. So yeah. uh, those, I'll just throw those out for people that might be listening that don't have, they're, they're hoping they have a worse story, which we don't want anybody to have. We want everybody to have <laughs> to follow Jesus and not have to go through the brokenness. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, any, any piece of your underprouty that that was very prevalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then you just you're talking about the cross. And, but then uh, I met Jesus, or then I heard a story about Jesus. I put my faith in Him, began to follow Him. Uh, and so those are two um, good words to use. Uh, you can most of us can keep those the same, right? It, it's by faith we're saved, and, and we begin to follow. Dude, that shows that it was a continued transformation, and uh, not just you know a one time thing. So faith and follow are good words to use. So there was a time in my life that you know I was proud and selfish, and I put my faith in Jesus and began to follow Him. And then now, now what do you have in your life? Do you have peace? Do you have purpose? Do you have a love for others? You know, whatever it is, you can fill in these these last two blanks of how Jesus has changed your life. And so, um, and then you would just want to ask them, do you have a story like that? You know, hey, is this ever? Are you on a journey like that? You know, anything that would engage them in the conversation. I often find myself. It's funny the order you took Anna through there was fifteen second testimony to three circles. I often find myself sharing the three circles, and for whatever reason, in my context, people don't want to admit they're broken. They want to say like because they've heard of Jesus. It's kind of a um, mm-hmm. a Christianized culture here and they'll they'll be like, well, I'm kind of in the middle and then I jump in with my testimony and I just say, you know, this is where I was. I was in brokenness even though I didn't have a lot of outward looking things that were bad. But then I tell them about when I met Jesus and now how I try to be caring and generous for other, generous to others. But then I ask just like, so what about you? When, when has that happened for you? Um, just that follow-up question of some sort to, to push them yeah. to see where maybe they have or haven't made that decision in their life. It's good to keep conversational, you know, give them a, give them an open-ended question that, that's, uh, you know, kind of non-threatening. Yeah. Well, this has been great. That's such an awesome story. Awesome that you guys got to, to stay connected and just hear that she's still following Jesus. And that was when she, uh, she heard for first heard the gospel through you, uh, jumping in with your 15 second story. Yeah, man, there's power in the gospel and today's yep. the day of salvation. So. Um, I hope everyone feels empowered and that you can grab onto some simple tools and see how God might use you. Again, we'll link to a few things to help you put this into practice or, or write your own and um, also just where you can get more training because the heart is always that you have people that are pouring into you that give you those skills and tools and, and help you uh, jump in and use them in your own world, whether that's uh, in your workplace as a bartender and a nine to five job, or if it's just in your own neighborhood, we just want these skills and tools to be just readily available and usable wherever you're at. Well, thanks, Lucas. This was great. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Peter. I told you that story was awesome, but here's the thing. 
It doesn't have to be unique. You can, today, learn how to share what Jesus has done for you, and then go communicate that in 15 seconds with someone in your oikos. I wanted to share a quick story from Scripture to illustrate this. This is found in Mark 5, 1 to 20. I'm going to summarize the first chunk of it. So Jesus, as he often does, is traveling around and he crosses the Sea of Galilee. It ends up where he lands is at a cemetery. And this crazy guy comes out of the tombs. He's a demon-possessed man. And the reason he was there is because he couldn't be around society. They couldn't even chain him up. He would hurt himself. He would smash the chains. He was just insane. He just wandered among the burial ground, howling, and it says he was cutting himself with sharp stones. Well, when he got there, uh, Jesus said, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. And with a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? So Jesus asked, What's your name? And he said, My name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. So right here, there's multiple, we don't even know how many demons inside the man. And they're begging Jesus not to send them into the abyss. And then they start to barter with Jesus and say, Can you just send us into the pigs? So Jesus gives them permission to go into the pigs. The evil spirits leave the man. All the pigs rush down into the lake and die. You might know this story. And the herdsmen flee into town and tell the the people what happened. But they come out, and this is where I really want to focus. They see this man who had been demon-possessed sitting with Jesus, and he's totally in his right mind. He's completely different. And then all these people ask Jesus to leave, which is another story entirely. But as Jesus is leaving, the man who was demon-possessed begged to go with him. Now remember, at this point, we're probably less than two hours from when he was formerly demon-possessed. If there's anybody that could use a little discipleship by the Son of God, you would think it would be this guy. But what does he say? In Mark 5.19, Jesus says, No, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. And then verse 20, So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. So if this man, who was hours before a crazy, demon-possessed man, if Jesus sends him to tell the people in his world about how God has changed his life, we can and should do the same thing. If there was anything on this episode you want to know more about, check out ontheroad.feeny.com for show notes. We'll have links to help you make your own 15-second testimony and also where you can find training. You never know, you may also find your spouse just like Lucas did. That link again is on the road, all lowercase and together, dot P-H-E-A-N-E-Y dot com. If you have a question to ask or a story to share, go to that same URL and look for the jump in heading. Thanks for listening. I think nearly every episode has mentioned the three circles at some point. In the next episode, finally, we're going to hear about the three circles gospel tool and an awesome story another awesome story of how God used it to lead someone to faith in him. If you haven't yet, take a minute to subscribe so you won't miss it. This has been Feeney. Let's all keep sharing the gospel, making disciples, and reproducing leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard.